Hello and welcome to the Michael Mamas Show, uh, Ancient Secrets Revealed. I'm your host, Michael Mamas, and we're coming to you from uh, Mount Soma, home of the Sri Sameshwara Temple in the mountains of Western North Carolina. Uh, a few things I wanted to bring up before we get started. Uh, one is, uh, well, this is premature. I probably shouldn't say it right now, but well, it came to mind. I'm trying to get, uh, it's looking like it's possible I may get a national spot on uh, television. We'll see. It'd be nice. I'd like to have this show go that way, but we'll see what happens with that. Uh, it's in the very early stages, so it's a long shot, but it'd be fun. You know, I love it. Um, also, I've been getting a lot of emails. People are really afraid, it seems, of... Uh, what's going on in the world today, not just with the virus, not just with the borders, but just the whole thing. And, you know, fear of what's going on with our government and how we're losing, you know, democracy and um, yada, yada goes on and on. Um, keep in mind, those of you that have been following me for the past, geez, how long has it been? 25 years or more. Um, I've been predicting this phase transition that whole time and even longer, you know, I've known about it longer and I've spoken about it for geez, decades, but it's been predicted and you don't need, you know, astrology, though it's in astrology. You don't need numerology, though it's in numerology. You don't need, you know, what Lord Krishna told mother divine 5,000 years ago, you know, which is, it's all very fascinating. But if you just looked at what was going on in the world, um, you'd see it coming and it's, it's arrived. We're in a phase transition and it's from a period that wasn't so good to what they're calling the golden age. And it's working itself out. It's working itself out. But like I've said, there's that turbulent period that goes from uh, like when water goes to ice, right? When it hits 32 degrees, you know, it gets more coherent, more settled as it cools, cools, cools. And then right at 32 degrees, there's a period of turbulence. And then it transitions into crystallized ice, which is very orderly and structured. It's a crystal. And uh, we're just in that phase transition, that turbulent period right now. So it doesn't mean we can be passive and say, oh, well, it's going to go away. No, because that's been one of the reasons I've been lecturing about it and talking about it uh, for so long. I've been talking about it for so long because... If we could be more proactive in our approach to it, that phase transition can be more gradual. It can be more comfortable. It can be easier. Uh, there was a time, according to you know the ancient masters, that this was going to be at like an Armageddon period. But it was also understood that if we um, do things like Mount Soma and the unified field generator that I've lectured about so much and uh, uh, more people doing a meditation whereby they transcend uh, uh, that that can be smoothed out and the phase transition could be gradual. It could have even been pleasant. We could have calmed all this down, but um, uh, we did the best we could and um, you know, that would have involved building, you know, a unified field generator that I've talked about here at Mount Soma. 
uh, and having been completed, you know, a decade or so ago. Uh, and it's all just a matter of money. We just did, we, we did what we could. And it's in the process as being built in the whole enlightened city. It's called probably people some total investments, probably it's around $30 million. But uh, it's going to take more than that to complete the thing. It's a huge project, you know. And uh, uh, again, I'm hoping that somewhere out there, there's a billionaire or somebody that hears that. Uh, we could really get the next big leap forward for probably 50 million or something like that. And then for 200 million, we could have the whole thing huge, you know. Um, so that's what we're working on. And the point here, though, that I want to make is, please, when you see all this crazy stuff that's going on in, in the news and stuff, please keep it in context. It's a phase transition. We saw it coming. We've talked about it for decades. It will pass. Uh, and it's hard to say, is it going to smooth out in the next couple of months or is it going to take the next several years? that it will smooth out. And we just have to do our best to, to weather the storm and proceed wisely. Uh, uh, you know, there's so much uh, hatred in the world right now. It's like right hates left. Uh, uh, there's so many splits, so many divisions, Republicans, Democrats, uh, race, racial hatreds and conflicts. and. And uh, uh, hatred, hatred is an infectious disease. When there's hatred, people naturally have their friends and comrades and people they associate with join in and then they hate. And then the people that are feeling hated hate back and then they join in and get a group and, and, and it just becomes this big um, infectious disease like a cancer that grows and uh, it's taken over the whole planet. It's unbelievable. Uh, I, I imagine you know what's going on in Australia and they're practically in total lockdown. I've heard that in Canada now there's a new law. You can't walk into a grocery store unless you've been vaccinated. And then there, of course, that's another split of hatred, isn't it? The vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. Uh, uh, Europe is a mess. China, I understand the economy of China is really bad. Uh, and, and I've uh, want, want to really emphasize, I've talked about the extrapolation trap. And I, that's another thing I've talked about for decades. Basically, extrapolation is like extending things out in time. Usually it's based on time. Uh, so for example, if it's 60 degrees at eight in the morning and it's 70 degrees and nine in the morning and it's 75 degrees at 10 in the morning, you just extrapolate that line out and it's going to keep getting hotter and hotter. And so you thereby predict that within two days, the earth is going to burn up in a cinder. That's the example I've been using for decades. And the thing is things cycle. You know, it gets hottest in the what, early afternoon and then it cools back down. We're going through a cycle right now. It's a major cycle. It's a huge cycle. There are all kinds of superimposed cycles. The sun rises and sets, 24-hour cycle. The moon, monthly cycle, goes from full to new moon. Uh, the, the annual, yearly. Uh, and then there are huge cycles. And 
so many ancient uh, seers have talked about the bigger cycles, the yugas, the, the Mayan calendar, all like that. And we're going into a, we're at a huge phase transition right now. And it's into a good age. So don't get caught up in this extrapolation. So many people have written into me and they're just in a panic. They're so afraid of what's going to happen to the world and everything. And yes, we have to be concerned, but don't get lost to uh, extrapolation. You know, uh, it is a time to be proactive. It's a time to stand up, uh, but stand up and think. The title of this podcast, stand up and think. Courage or cower. You know, we can't be foolhardy. Fortune favors the bold, but not the foolish, I like to say. Uh, but we do need to be bold. We do need to really access what we believe in. What do you really believe? And uh, uh, find that within yourself. You know, the, the, the trouble with perspective, and there's so many perspectives out there, right? Right, left, racial, whatever, border, you know, arbitrary line or sovereignty, you know, so many different perspectives. But the problem with perspectives is that generally speaking, they crystallize. We get a perspective and then it becomes like etched in stone, crystallized, uh, unshakable. That's what we believe. That's who we are. And we can't see past it. And it's amazing to witness, you know, something comes out in the news. How do we respond to something when it comes out in the news? Depends on which perspective is crystallized within your own awareness, generally speaking. Uh, I just saw a couple of people debating just the other day about the, the virus. And somebody was saying, well, look at all this evidence that's come out about how the vaccine is killing people and how ivermectin and uh, uh, hydroxychloroquine work. And uh, somebody, oh, well, ivermectin, I heard that's just for horses. Ivermectin, just, I didn't mean to get into the details. I want the big picture here. But just while we got stumbled on this, just in case anybody out there doesn't know, the guy who came up with Ivermectin got a Nobel Prize for it and not for horses. They use it and have been using it in Africa on humans for a long time. And it's saved, you know, scores of lives. Uh, it's well tested. Same with hydroxychloroquine in the sense that it has been used for decades, you know, and uh, uh, at any rate, uh, then you get the people say, well, you know, why aren't they allowing it to be used if it's so good, yada, yada. And then the people argue back, well, it's because the pharmaceutical money uh, companies can't make any money on it because it's just generic, but they can make tons of money on the vaccines. And that's what, so that's what they're doing. The point is, that I don't care if it's border or drugs or uh, the economy, uh, crystallized perspectives. That's, that's, that's a big problem, you know. Uh, and when it comes to uh, finance and money and economics and people having opinions on that, Someone, a college professor was telling me that in economics classes, and I, it's hard for me to believe, but at any rate, in economic classes, they, the, the professors, it, it's at the point now where they consider themselves successful. 
if they can just convey the notion of supply and demand. If supply goes up, the cost is going to go up. Or, I mean, uh, if the demand goes up, the cost is going to go up. If supply goes up, the cost is going to go down. And I've talked about how I gave that lecture and we got on that subject once and people just got so upset. I hate money and all this stuff. Well, if you can't understand the basic concept, fundamental to economics, just supply and demand. I mean, there's a lot more to economic theory than that, of course, but that's just so fundamental. Uh, and if you can't understand that, I mean, what's, what solid ground is your opinion on the economy based upon, you know? Uh, it's like mathematics. You want to, you're not interested in addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. You just want to understand group theory or, uh, you know, abstract algebra, you know? Um, it just, it's not the way it works, you know? So that's why I say stand up and think. We have to think. Your, what what are your uh, perspectives based upon? Is it an indoctrination? Is it because of who you live with or who you associate with or what group you're identified with? Or have you thought? Stand up and think. And then we need courage, not foolhardiness, but courage. Fortune favors the courageous, but not the foolhardy. And so... We're at a place now where there's so much fear that people are, are afraid to say what they believe. They're even afraid to feel what they believe. They've even buried their real self, how they really feel about something down deep, 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 deep inside. They've buried it into a perspective that they've been so indoctrinated into that they don't even realize that they're lying to themselves, you know. Uh, there's an interview, and I enjoy it, you know, of uh, Bruce Lee. This was way back as a black and white interview. It's actually on uh, uh, YouTube to this day. But uh, he said that he got very philosophical. You know, his, he was a philosophy major in college. And uh, he said, honestly expressing yourself. It's very difficult to do. This is not word for word. But he talked about uh, not lying to oneself, you know. Uh, and I, I, he didn't use perspectives, but I think he's talking about styles of martial arts and how it becomes uh, crystallized. Like what, like I'm saying about perspectives, you know. Uh, and you have to free yourself from that. I'm saying it's think, but it's also feel. What's really in your heart? We get so caught up in what we believe that we don't see past it. You know, Clarence Thomas, I saw a great uh, little uh, excerpt, you know, when they were going after Clarence Thomas when he was getting on the Supreme Court and going through the hearings and that. And I think probably most of you know, you know, he's a black man and they, they really were terrible the way they treated him and what they did. Uh, there was another excerpt from him. I hadn't seen it for a while, but he referred to it. He said, this is just a new kind of lynching, you know. Uh, but he said, one of these senators, whoever asked him if he was be willing to withdraw or 
thinks he should just withdraw uh, from the whole process and not even try to be on the Supreme Court. He said something I really respected. He said, I'd rather die than withdraw from the process. How, how many people have that level of belief, that level of conviction? Even if it was, wasn't literally true, which I believe in his case it well could have been, but uh, even to have the feeling in their own soul that they could even say that, you know, and uh, stand up. It's time to stand up. But all too often people stand up before they've really thought, before they've really gone through that which is so very difficult to do, to find what they really believe deep inside, not what they've been indoctrinated into thinking, not because they only listen to this channel or only listen to that channel, but because they're really able to hold back that crystallization of perspective and not lose themselves to it. So many perspectives are so crystallized, people can't even find the self. They don't even know they're lying to themselves. And it's time for that to change right now. They've got humanity on its heels, you know. People are cowering. The hatred is so intense that it's elicited so much fear. Uh, you know, I've told some friends, you know, I'd love to get on national TV and just talk about spirituality and this stuff. And they're, they're, it's almost like, you know, don't put yourself out there as any kind of public figure about anything. I saw something on TV the other day. This woman was mocking religion. And it was, I wish I wish I remembered to write down what she said. It was a very short sentence, but it was so pejorative, just nasty, you know. Uh, but I have to admit that the way religion needs to be expressed, it needs to change to interface with the masses. Because this stuff about, you know, well, if it's God's will, I mean, it's, you know, where do people go with that? Oh, you know I mean, there's some God sitting somewhere on a cloud deciding if he wants your team to win the football game or not. And that stuff is all explainable. It's really a deep and profound knowledge. And I'll tell you, when I talked, you know, I live in the mountains of Western North Carolina. I've bumped into over half a dozen Baptist ministers in my life, and I've had deep discussions with a number of them. They love it when they hear what I would call a, oh, what word do you want to use, uh, rational or scientific or uh, like an understanding of the mechanics behind all of these different things. You know, Jesus loves you. I mean, what does that mean? You know, well, there's, there's, it's, it's deep stuff and it's explainable. I do it in my classes, but uh that's why I'd like to have a national TV show. I'd like to go through it all, you know, uh, and, and how it, see, that's the neat thing about Bruce Lee. I was talking about Bruce Lee a minute ago is his knowledge was also, I mean, he was a martial artist. He fought, but he took these abstract deep principles and he applied them to, to life, real life, you know, on the street fighting, you know, and they apply to everything. Deep knowledge applies to everything. Like I say, spirituality is the um, container, the vessel that holds all fields of knowledge. 
It's not like you got physics here, literature there, economics there, and oh yes, spiritual over in that corner. No, spirituality is the vessel that holds it all together. And uh, uh, so what I like to do is take these deep concepts, really explain them rigorously, uh, what it really means. And then we see how it applies. And these days right now with what's going on in the world, how does it apply to international uh, uh, conflicts and uh, the border and uh, uh, the virus and all these different things, you see? Uh, Jimmy Lai is another one. Jimmy Lai is great. He's an old guy. He uh, was a big businessman in Hong Kong. And then when the Chinese started taking over, he really resisted, you know. Uh, and, and what was really cool about him is he said something at one point. He says, I'm, a, I'm an older man. He says, what can they do to me? He says, if they kill me, I'm, you know, how much more life did I have to live anyway? I mean, the courage, you know. Oh, and then they um, threatened to go after his family because he had relatives in China. And he just said, I can't compromise myself. I can't compromise my convictions for anything, not my own life, nobody else's life. I have to, I have to do and stand up for what I believe in. Because once you lose touch with what you really believe, once you're not willing to consider different perspectives and find the truth, uh, you've lost yourself, you know, to thine own self be true. So uh, the mass mentality is very powerful and it sweeps people along. If you're a drop of water in a rapidly moving current in an ocean, you're going to be carried by that. And so don't get caught in these tidal waves. Don't get caught in these uh, eddy currents. Uh, have the ability, when you see something going on, to be able to say, you know what? The emperor has no clothes. Right now, people are afraid to say the emperor has no clothes because they're afraid they'll get shot or thrown in jail or solitary confinement for six months or however long it's going to last for that one guy. History repeats itself. We've got the tidal wave of the mass mentality. I've talked about it before, the Bolshevik Revolution. That was structured by uh, a bunch of uh, bankers to make money, to take over the banking of Russia, and it worked. Uh, of course, classic example, I guess, Adolf Hitler took the whole mentality of a whole nation. Uh, and look where it led. Uh, and so it's always really, largely politics is a battle for the mass mentality. It's not so much about, oftentimes it boils down to not being so much about telling the truth as it amounts to controlling the mass mentality. It's time to stand up and think. It's time to, do you know that, well, you see some of these things, I, well, this may not be true, I'll put it that way, but I heard that they did a survey of the people from Afghanistan that are now in this country. 99% of them are pro-Sharia law, 43% of them think a man should be allowed to beat his wife. I'm sorry, I even said it, but it came up. I, I saw it, it may not be true. What do I know? I didn't take the survey, but uh, 
isn't that at least worth taking a look at, you know? Now, the, oh boy, this is really getting thick here, <laughs> but there's another extreme and don't, don't miss what I'm saying here. But it is interesting too. Do you know, in the great humanity of our uh, international businesses, some of them, they went into the Philippines as one example, and they started manufacturing widgets of some kind. I don't know. And so people started coming in from the provinces because they were paying so much money. So these people came into the provinces, into Manila, started working in these manufacturing companies. And then what happens is the manufacturing companies have a company store and they were selling American cigarettes and different things like that. And the people who had beautiful lives, I mean, the, the provinces in the Philippines are absolutely spectacularly gorgeous, but tempted by more money, they come to Manila, they get this job, they get hooked on the company store. They were spending all the money they were making on the company stores and they were living in, uh, certainly we would call it poverty. I mean, their houses are made out of uh, uh, cardboard and uh, what's that, corrugated aluminum or whatever it's called, you know. And so the point is that they're different kind of cultural integrities. We don't have to make everybody like Americans for, for the world to be healthy, you know. The, People living in the Philippines were doing great. And they did the same thing in villages in India. Oh, we feel so sorry for these people. They don't even have refrigerators. So you know what happened? Some philanthropic groups went in there and gave them refrigerators and electricity and stuff. You know what happened to the uh, those villages and stuff? They went down the tubes. They went from living a type of life that was very successful and they were all very happy to poverty and misery. We need to have a certain level of respect. And I'm not saying I'm not endorsing beating wives, please, or anything like that. But there is a lot more play into the uniqueness of different cultures than, what, than we're, we're willing to credit to. Our perspectives have crystallized. And then do we think to help the world, we have to uh, get everybody else thinking the way we do. And that is flat wrong. That is flat wrong. Okay. Adrian, you have anything to add? Nope. That's, that's a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's deep stuff. Yeah. You know, but and, I, I really think it, you're right though. Um, it's, we, we all get caught up in the details and the bottom line is we need to try to come from a deeper place, keep our balance, realize this is a really difficult time where, mm -hmm. Um, you know, perhaps mass mentality is being um, engineered and, you know, put out, all, it's, you know, we have this, these social medias where an idea can be um, perpetuated throughout the world in less than 24 hours. Um, yeah. you know, so you just look trying at to keep of, your balance with everything that's out there. You yeah. look at the role of the internet and the internet now has bombarded people with so many perspectives yeah. and uh, either listen to them all and go crazy or <laughs> you get hooked yeah. by one and then right. it's just this little sub niche in the, in the internet that you listen to and you're just spoon fed that on a daily basis. 
you know. Well, and you could put, grab onto put, the one that 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 you know vibrates, uh, resonates with mm. what we already believe, and we collude with that one idea or ideology or set of ideologies. And um, we're not looking for truth. We're looking for comfort. I think, you know, sense of feeling safe, a Boy, sense of the world being acceptable to us. Adrian, that's so deep, you know. Um, yeah. What did you say? Comfort. Where does comfort. comfort come from? You know, they talk about elephants, and if you can't have one elephant, elephants are a uh, community. They have to live together. You have to have more than one elephant. They bond. Human beings are hugely that way. And we find tremendous comfort in finding people that we see eye to eye with and agree with and we resonate with. And that becomes so crystallized. Now, I'm not saying that it has to become crystallized, but I'm saying we're as a species almost, we're, we're generally speaking, not there yet, you know. But boy, yeah. that word comfort is such an important one. And I think that's why, you know, and yeah. it's a great point, Adrian. It's a great point. Yeah. So important. Yeah. yeah. Humanity is on its heels right now. People are afraid. You know, hatred breeds fear. And people are people are even afraid. You pick the subject. People are afraid to really feel into what they really feel. You know, to honestly express themselves. To, to fully be truthful to themselves, to not lie to themselves. We've been convinced that if we don't think a certain way, we're bad. And we rally around that so much that we lose access to our own being. Uh, uh, and that's a, that is an inalienable right. Human beings need that. Human beings have to have that. And we might be able to suppress it for a while, but sooner or later it's going to come to the surface it's inalienable you know uh and you know when all this started if you really look historically uh modern history that is it's i think it started when nikita khrushchev took off his shoe at the united nations back in the 50s was pounding his shoe on the desk and saying we will bury you and we will do it from within we're going to invade your nation uh, like a cancer and manipulate behind the scenes, to manipulate how people think, to manipulate what people think. And you can decide for yourself what side of each coin um, that manipulation was on. Was it left or was it right? Was it uh, pro-boundary, pro-border or anti-border? Uh, was it globalist or was it nationalist? These are things that first you have to decide what you believe for yourself. And then you can also take a look and what do you think is going on in the world now? And how does that go along with, or how is it contrary to what lies deeper within you than what perspectives have been imposed upon you? This is a critical time. We all need to do this. And then, then we need to stand up for what we believe in, not full-heartedly, you know, but wisely. All right, I you guess know, that's it, about it. Go ahead. I have one more thing to add. It seems sure. like, um, you know, people are coming in um, with laudable intentions, beliefs, um, ideologies, 
And the there's this, you know, kind of mass mentality machine you've been talking about for a long time that kind of sways um, what people believe about certain certain idea certain ideas or and it's been going on like you said since crucial before <laughs> if there's since there's been a pol politicians that's been happening um but i think it really gained power about that time when you know cruise cruise did that because they they had a literal plan to do that you know it wasn't just some idea um but my idea is i think that you know the mass machine mass mentality machine puts out a laudable idea you know something that's really good and um, kind of catches people in it by um, promoting an idea that is good and right and um, that people feel strongly about. But then what I've what I perceive has happened, um, and and I think historically it's happened over and over again. But I feel like um, it's happening very quickly here. Well, not here, all over the world. But I've seen it on our news. Um, where this laud these laudable ideologies are then kind of twisted into something that those people no longer believe in, but they've been kind of taken down this rabbit hole um, where those laudable ideas have kind of been twisted. Um, and so I think it leaves people, um, if they, you know, they buy into some something that's a little bit off or they just ignore something that's a little bit off and then there's, um, another ideology yeah. that's put out that's a little bit more not quite right and doesn't quite yeah. sit well and, with those yeah. laudable intentions. Ignore and the, the next thing you know, curtain. that's right, exactly. And the next thing you know, um, you know, they are associated on, you know, both sides with one um, extreme ideology or another when that's not where people are actually coming from. It's a really um, good point. You know, generally speaking, the mentality of the people is laudable. They're well-intended. They don't align with Hitler or the Bolshevik revolution or anything because they are malevolent. They, they do it because they think there's some truth here, something right, you know, and it's easy to do. It's the nature of the human condition to do that. So it's not so easy to do, you know, to find out what you really, to really truly express yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's all and remember... Said, you know, you know, remember what you feel deeply when, you know, what you feel has been kind of distorted and become something else. Um, it's like going back to your own inner wisdom and trying to hold steadfast to that. Yeah. yeah. You know, there, it's almost like there's a mentality that says, please tell me what to think. Please tell me what to believe and please convince me that it's right. Yeah. 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 I think there's a lot of um, spoon feeding with that mass mentality with what you're talking about too. Yeah. You know, and, just you tell know, me what to think. Of, it's easier. A lot of people argue now that it's not Russia and Khrushchev, that it's China, you know, and China's taking over, you know, a lot of the media, a lot of the business or business government education, it's all being influenced, you know, and, and, uh, I think it's important to keep Khrushchev wanted to destroy America from within. He, he didn't want to take it over. He didn't want to unify with it. He wanted to destroy it so they could take over and rebuild it their own way, you know? 
But first you have to destroy it. And look at the depression, the Great Depression. It is a known fact now that that was created on purpose by a handful of wealthy people so that they could buy everything for pennies on a dollar. And they did. That's exactly what happened. And that's why it's like there's no regard for human life. Look at the hell so many people have gone through, not just the depression, but wars and everything else. Why? So a small group could gain power and make money. And it's, it, to me, it's so incomprehensible that people could do such a thing. And I think for, for most of us, it's so incomprehensible. We just, it is unbelievable. We cannot believe it. We do not believe it. And so it keeps happening. It's almost like, um, uh, you know, treat human beings as human beings. I mean, what are we? We're just rats in their eyes. You know, they're, they're to be manipulated and shuffled around at the normal form to their will. I do believe that that sort of thing is out there. All, we have, all they need to do is convince people of a perspective that's right, that leads the world in the direction they want it to go. All right. Anything else, Adrian? Everything you're saying is great. No, I think that's it. All right. We've done it. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will talk with you again next time.